Hey everybody, it's Reed. Just a quick note before the show starts, I've been trying to record audio on separate tracks with the past couple of episodes. I forgot to start that process for episode 3, so if the sound is different, my bad, but I still think it's a good episode, so enjoy. I'm going to argue with Jason that there's no such thing as a double switcheroo. Eh, Frank's a loser. Lodero. So I officially hate like 94% of Atlanta fans. Guys, I'm going to make you set down your teacups and take your pinky fingers and put them back into the fist that they need to be in because this has gotten far too cordial. I lost to the freaking cat team. Just a whisker. A whisker of a loss. Was that a rational RSL take from Jason? (laughs) Hey, I'm probably the most rational RSL fan. You just got lawyered by a non-lawyer, bro. Hello and welcome to the round one preview episode of MLS Fantasy Insider. This episode is brought to you by Miami's fourth DP. Who said David Beckham only got one rule? Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. Sorry, sorry. Uh, Actually, brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters of MLS Fantasy Insider and MLSFantasyBoss.com. I'm your host, Reed Connolly, from MLSFantasyBoss.com, and tonight I'm joined by our co-host, Blaine Riffle and Ashley Savage. We'd also like to welcome our special guest, Skylar Redpath, from, wait, wait for it, MLS? What? Uh, and also a little plug, later in the show, we're going to have Ben Bear join us just uh, to drop some of his his uh, picks during our pick section uh, so it's a really great way to kick off round one. Happy 2021 season, everyone. And Skylar, welcome to the show. Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me back on. I've been here before. It's good to be back. Uh, right. Looking forward to the season. So, Always a pleasure to have you. Uh, well, we know that you have been traveling today, Skylar, and uh, that you have time as well that you got to get back to, so we won't take up too much. Um I just thought that it would be good. There's been some changes at MLS. We're not going to get into all that, whatever people think. Uh, But there's a little bit of a new face on things besides the website. And I thought I'd give everyone a chance to let you reintroduce yourself in your role for 2021. Yeah, sure. Um, So, yeah, I've been on the show before. Reed's had me a few times. I guess that was more in the uh, back when I was winning the grand championship kind of days, that kind of thing. But now I've... uh, I guess you could say moved into a little bit more of a uh, bigger role on the back end of the fantasy game. Um, so um, James Ballow, who you said was on the show last week, um, he reached out to me, I don't know, about a month, maybe a little bit more than that ago and said, hey, we're, you know, we could use a little bit of help with the fantasy game. If you want to come in, just eye some of the pricing and uh, bounce some of the changes off of each other. And so, yeah, I took on a little bit of a bigger role than I've, I've had in the past just as far as playing the game and, and uh, writing articles and doing um, the rankings, that kind of thing. So um, it's been, I mean, it's been uh, a little bit of a grind, I got to say. I mean, um, sifting through seven, 800 players and trying to put a price on them has been fun, um, if that's the right word for it. Um, but yeah, no, it's been good. Um, hopefully um, some of what I've, uh, been working on is going to you know translate into a fun fantasy season so um, I'm definitely looking forward to that um, as far as any changes um, you guys may have touched on some of this already but the big one is obviously uh, the bankroll and the fluctuating salary those are kind of the two main changes that we that we landed on this season um, bankroll went from I think we were at 120 million last season we're at a hundred million this season. So obviously, you know, makes things a little bit 
more limited to work with. Um, that said, you know, having a hand in the pricing, I took that into account. So, you know, whereas like a, a Carlos Vela, for instance, last season, he, he, I think he was 13 million. This season, we've got him at 10.5 million, which seems like an excellent value for anybody that knows what Vela is capable of. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, the, the bankroll is something that I think when people probably see it at first, it might be a little bit of a sticker shock. Um, seeing what you have to work with, but um, that being said, I you know on my end, I, I definitely ran multiple test builds to see, hey, you know, what is this? What can you get with this hundred million? And you know, I think initially you'll definitely be able to, to crank out some um, not just stars and scrubs build, but some pretty uh, pretty loaded lineups, I'd say, um, with some of the value that's out there. Um, so yeah, I mean, you have any you have any thoughts just right off the top on on the salary and the bankroll that kind of thing? Uh, well, I did own up a little bit at the beginning of the season as well, and and mentioned that that I helped a little bit with 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 some of the numbers of the of the players, so that if anyone is upset, you're welcome to yell at me and not at Skyler because defensive midfielders, though, right? Uh, yeah, no, they're garbage. They're all garbage. Yeah. I, I think I think my exact correct me if I'm wrong, Skyler. My my quote was, uh, "Who is the best defensive midfielder?" Chara or whoever I said, uh, what is his price? 7.5. No one should be more than 7.5. <laughs> Something like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, Hey, you know, defensive mid midfielders are kind of the glue of, uh, you know, teams in general and maybe not so much fantasy, but there's definitely some out there that can, can produce. And some of those guys, you know, uh, like Artur for, from Columbus, for instance, I mean, some of those guys are so consistent that if you Ross, if you find a way to, to keep them in your team, then, um, there's some other heavy artillery that you can build around. So I, I get your point, but you know, there's definitely, uh, some value to be, ha be had, I'd say in the, the defense midfielder. Dax did well for your Nashville boys. I will say last year, he got a respectable score. Yeah. Uh, well, one thing I want to highlight and give you a chance to expand upon, I know we had, just because of the crazy schedule last year, a lot of people dropped off, maybe started and then left when, when the hiatus came. And I totally understand. I get it. Uh, but one of the carryovers from 2020 is the Champions League system within MLS Fantasy. We dropped the two seasons and we have these multiple... Uh, mini leagues to give you qualify for the Champions League. And it's super fun, and it might be something you aren't familiar with if you're just coming back for 2021. Skylar, what can we expect from that this year? Yeah, I'm happy to see it back. I actually punched a ticket last season. Uh, I think it was the last qualifying week. And so, um, <laughs> you know, just from my viewpoint, then that was cool just to still have something to play for so late in the season. Um, and that to say, you know, this season um, – Obviously, some of the prizes um, aren't quite as, as uh, lucrative as they were in the past. Um, but if you're, you know, if you're jumping into the game, maybe mid-season or later in the, in the season, you don't sign up until like week two or week three, you're not completely out of it. Champions League's still going to give you a shot at, I think it's like $1,000 up top, 500 a second. And so there's multiple qualifying uh, rounds throughout the season that, as long as you produce and, and, you know, I think qualify what top 100 or top 50 for, for that uh, qualifying round, then you're going to make the champions league. And so that'll set you up for the last three weeks of the season to compete against the top 200 managers and hopefully take down that thousand dollar top prize. Um, yeah. So, I, you know, for me, I just, I, I love the idea that you can, 
jump in at any given time and still have a, a chance to win a prize. Yeah, and I really love this because I know that's been a big motivator for all of you who've been with us for a while. For why we made some of these changes, multiple seasons and limited transfers, different times, is it to be to be engaging throughout the whole year. And I think this is a, a very creative and, and fun solution. To right. Do that. Not, yeah, and we we touched on a little bit just the uh, the fluctuating salary. Obviously, that could you know hinder some of the folks jumping in um, and competing with some of the hardcore players that you know. I mean. Anybody that's played the game uh, 2019 and before um, has had a little bit of experience with that fluctuating salary. And, you know, by that meaning, if uh, Bela earns an extra $500,000 this weekend, then your bankroll goes from 120 million to, you know, whatever the, all the players on your team uh, increase or decrease. And so that's one of the other big moves that I think is definitely going to be something that players are going to have to get used to again, especially anybody that hasn't uh, played that kind of format before. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I like the, I just, I feel like it's a, just a cool aspect of the game, just in addition to obviously earning points and trying to top the leaderboard, then um, kind of cool to see how high you can get that bankroll and uh, ball out by the end of the season. That's right. That was I did that one year. I had the highest team value, even though I didn't place high enough to win. But I had a big value, and I was very happy with that. Um, yeah. Uh, so, what can we expect for fantasy coverage this year? I know we had your preview articles that have already come out. Are we going to see? Is the the Twitter account coming back? Are we still going to get your weekly articles? What can we What can we expect for the fans this year? I don't think the Twitter handle is coming back. Um, I made a, a slight push for it. I had some fun running. I know you you had a hand in that at one point too, and uh, I felt like it was a good resource for for fantasy players. And uh, you know, I think that just with some of the limited resources uh, right now, then I think that's just one thing that's kind of just not on the radar at this point. Uh, maybe we'll see it again at some point, but yeah, for now, um, it'll be mostly rankings articles, and you know, uh, we'll still try to push your the. Uh, the podcast here um i'm gonna see if we can can uh, work that into the rankings articles like we've seen in the past um but no i mean rankings articles and then there might be some more stuff uh just as far as uh gaming in general uh along the way throughout the course of the season that you'll see pop up here and there so i'm looking forward to it i mean the rankings i know uh i think i've seen a few of our friends from discord chat uh call me out on, on some of the preseason rankings. Our, our buddy uh, Bit Nomad and uh, Jeff Jones, just some of the regulars there, uh, a little bit uh, skeptical of some of my picks, you could say, which is, you know, it, it's welcome and I expect that. And um, that to say, it's just, I mean, this season especially, uh, just with the additional teams, I mean, it's so deep. Uh, if you sit down and try to rank the top 25 top 30 midfielders i mean i'd say once you get past top 10 or maybe top five like i mean players could be interchanged all the way up through like top 50 just depending on how you how you view somebody and and what you value them or value their worth for fantasy yeah. i remember i had a ranking last year where i put teal bunbury at the top of a forwards list and i got blasted for that but i remember you sent me the message and you were like i i see how that could have worked out i was like i know right yeah Come he was on. on a roll then too yeah he was on a roll i was feeling it I mean, he had I like six him, or seven but... shots and just didn't yeah. just didn't fall just didn't fall yeah and i think that was like the third or fourth game in a row that he had 
you know, five or more shots. So, hey, you, I mean, there's, there's a reason to the rankings. And uh, I'm always, you know, I'm always game for, uh, for talking it out and explaining my, uh, you know, my reasoning there. Uh, well, Ashley or Blaine, do you guys have any quick questions before we have to maybe see if Skyler will give us some, some under-the-radar picks before he has to go? Hey, Skyler, are we going to see any mid-season position switches this year? Oh, good one. I know we saw Johnny Russell got switched to a forward this year, finally. And I think that's probably a good change um, yeah. for the game. I just didn't know if, as players play. I know a couple names that are out there. is like Jovan Jones possibly lining up as a winger for Miami. Listed yeah. as a defender. Is there any chance those guys switch throughout the season, or are they locked in? You know, I can't say 100%, but, you know, you're asking somebody that uh, – was vouching for Julian Gressel as a def- as a midfield or a, as a defender, <laughs> and so um, kind of in line with that Jovan Jones play. Like, you know, they could easily be deployed higher up the field, and uh, it's some- that was one of the things too when I was going through the player pricing that I had to determine some of the players and and throw out at James and say, hey, should we make this guy a midfielder or defender? For like, and so I'm sure at some point, then yeah, we'll we'll definitely. Uh, reassess and if somebody's obviously uh out of position as we like to say oop in uh mls fantasy uh world then yeah i mean we'll definitely reassess that and see if it's just if it's way too out of place and um that might that could be a good mid-season project so all right well we appreciate you joining us tonight scholar i actually had one more for him okay um because i loved your prices when they came out and i like seeing some of the guys cheaper than what i expected yeah. Um, Bella, for one, being a lot cheaper than what I thought he should have been, which is fine to start with. Everybody can run with him. But I noticed with, like, uh, Mukhtar from Nashville, he seems a little higher priced this year. But comparable players like Blanco and Valeri and guys that are on midfield duos seem to get bumped down. Was there any, like, conscious effort in that? So, like, if there's two guys competing for minutes, like Zellerion and uh, Pedro Santos are another good one. Like, I see both of those guys at that 10, 10.5 starting point with what they're capable of. But since there's two of them and share the points, did that bring them down at all? Um, a little bit. I mean, they're just, in the case of Zellerion and, and Santos, I mean, both of the, those guys, well, Zellerion is a little bit newer, but Pedro Santos is just kind of a, a veteran fantasy stud. And we know what he's capable of. I know what he's capable of. So that might have had a little bit to do with him getting a little bit uh, higher price and um, or kind of in line with Zaylaron, I, I would say. As far as Mukhtar, I mean, I feel like he maybe that maybe that pricing was a little bit of maybe a little bit of Nashville bias. Um, but also, I feel like uh, just seeing him play, um, I feel like he didn't show us what he's capable of last season. I feel like if Nashville starts to integrate Yonder uh, Cadiz a little bit more than he's got. A little bit more firepower to work with. I, I think we start seeing his assist numbers go up, and so yeah, maybe uh, seven point five was a little generous for him. Um, but you know, if he doesn't produce, and that's going to go down pretty quick, and maybe you can get some value out of him too. Yeah. No, I hope you have a good season. I took him in the third round of my draft. So. <laughs> hey, there you go. I, I like I, I'm high in on Nashville this year. Yeah. No, I like it, and I know. Uh, I think uh, I saw where some people were saying Zimmerman's a little bit. Uh, high price, which I feel like it was rightfully so, uh, given his body of work last year. Um, and just, I feel like he's 
a, a defender that could really make or break your team. Um, and so I wanted to make that one a little bit more of a, a stretch to where if you really wanted to have that kind of firepower from the back um, in your squad, then you're going to have to pay up. That's fair. So before you leave, do you have any under the radar or sleeper picks you'd like to share with uh, with those listening to us on the show tonight and on the podcast? Yeah, so I know uh, I think you actually called me out a little bit on this price read, but uh, <laughs> Brenner is somebody that I'm super excited about. And I know in the past I've always kind of said let's have a wait, uh, wait and see approach to some of the newcomers because – We've seen it so many times where somebody comes in the league, it just takes them so long to adapt and uh, get used to the league, get used to their new team, build that chemistry. Um, but just from what I've seen, from what I've heard, and um, just watching him, I mean, he feels like he's got all the tools to be a fancy stud. And so I'm excited about him. And I think, you know, Nashville is obviously a tough matchup. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm considering rolling him out because I just feel like there's not going to be a lot of people on him this week. He's new. He's got a tough matchup, and so I think that sets up for low ownership, mm-hmm. a little bit of an off-the-radar play. I mean, yeah, I think he's he's going to be a stud, but I still think he's going to be uh, low-owned, and I think he's going to be a good differential this week. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I think uh, a guy like Georgie Mihalovic uh, with Montreal, he's probably going to be the number 10 in Montreal this week. Um, Toronto FC is pretty depleted right now. Um, and I just feel like when people see Toronto, Montreal, like everybody levitates to Toronto FC players. That just, that can't be the case this week. Montreal's got a decent team. I mean, they're going to, I think that they can, they've got some tools to come in and surprise some people, at least in this opening week where people see TFC on, on the schedule. And if Montreal beats them, I think people are going to say, Hey, what's going on here? But Toronto's looking pretty thin right now. So, um, for me, I mean, I'm going to, and I think everybody else, I'm going to max out on LAFC players, of course. That's not no secret or any kind of uh, sleeper play there, but I think you've got to have max LAFC players against the expansion, Austin FC, LAFC at home. Um, and then if you want some values, see, I feel like uh, I might have given Fontana uh, a little bit too much value and so if you're looking for a good value player anthony fontana's it for me um see what uh any position in in specific that you're looking at i'm looking at my lineup here and just trying to uh see if any values jump out i've got donovan pines if he starts i like him at 4.5 um for dc i know burn bombs out so he could uh, – wait, D.C.'s not playing this opening. Or, yeah, D.C.'s against New York City FC. Yeah. So if he starts, then, yeah, he's one that uh, I think is a good value. And then I'm kind of watching Fabio from Red Bulls, uh, Brazilian forward that they brought in. I'm looking to see kind of how he plays out with the team. But at $5 million, that might be another one that was a little bit underpriced <laughs> on my end. And so um, if he starts against Sporting KC – I like it. I kind of think that they're probably going to bring him along a little bit and not throw him right into the fire, but um, tuck that one away. I think that could be a good value for later in the season. No, I think that's a good little selection. I find I find trying to find values or switcheroos a little bit hard, especially in round one, just because it's 
you don't know who's going to roll out. It's been so tough trying to get even some of the, the lineups teams have rolled out during preseason to, to have a even a, an educated guess sometimes at who they might might play. Right. That, that it's it's kind of tough to really find those guys. You almost need round one to say, ah, there it is. There's that 4.5 guy who's going to be <laughs> who might right. be made the main go-to. So Yeah, no, it opens up a lot, and I think uh, you mentioned the switcheroo. I mean, I talked about Montreal a little bit. I think they would be a good switcher switch, switcheroo team. Um, they play early on Saturday, and mm-hmm. so you know anybody that's familiar with the switcheroo knows you want to try to target those early games and uh, plug some of the starters in on your bench. And if they produce, obviously you you flip your guys in your actual starting lineup to a scrub. And so Friday we've got Houston and San Jose. Um, and then Seattle against Minnesota. And then early Saturday, there's Montreal, Toronto, and Orlando, Atlanta. So I think we're, we're focusing on those games to try to find some switcheroo candidates. And uh, Mihalovich is one right now that I've got uh, looking at number at uh, playing the number 10 for Montreal at 7.5. I've, I've got him plugged in on my bench right now currently. So we'll see if he ends up there, but um, I like him a lot. And if you're new, don't worry. If you don't know what this means, I'm going to try to get a special video out this week to explain for 2021 what the switcheroo and keeperoo are. So it's good times. Lots of fun. Uh, final question, Skylar. Is that empty space behind you reserved for Austin? Is that the fan league you've joined this year? <laughs> I Head probably hunting. will. Uh, yeah, I may end up uh, I'm tr- trying to decide between Austin or Miami right now. So a lot of these behind me, well, all the way behind me is an unfinished office that I'm still, it's a a work in progress. (laughs) And so I've done a couple of uh, of other podcasts and whatnot. I said, nobody wants to see it like a plywood and whatnot back behind me. So these are actually some of my banners from, uh, I won the Minnesota United League one season. I uh, won Cincinnati uh, one year, I won Nashville last year. So um, those are my my banners back there. I got to, you know, you got to hang them in the rafter. And, uh, yeah, maybe maybe you'll see a Inter-Miami or Austin one back there next or yeah next season. There you go. Look out, Chris. He's coming for you. Yeah, I remember that Cincinnati one. I was, I was pretty close two years ago when you got that, and then I think I lost Cincinnati's league last year in the last game by ah. just just a handful of points. It was just it was heartbreaking. This is your year, 2021. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. I spend all the time trying to get more people involved. I'm just sort of shooting myself in the foot. So, But I like it. I love the community here. This roster Brenner, you'll be good. That's right. We'll see. Yeah, Cincinnati. Uh, Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight, Skylar. I will let you get back uh, after your your busy week that you were telling me about. So, uh, everyone, this is Skylar Redpath, who a longtime MLS fantasy champion and veteran. And uh, now doing some little little bit of stuff with uh, MLS official. Yeah, thanks for having me. Always fun, and uh, love what you guys are doing. Love that you're keeping it going for another season. And uh, wish you all the best of luck if you're not um, at the top of the standings. And you know, hopefully you're looking up at me. And uh, <laughs> but no, it's been fun. And yeah, thanks guys. It's uh, it's always a pleasure. All right, take it easy. See y'all. Thanks, guys. Right, look at that seamless transition on YouTube if you were watching that. Uh, if you're listening to us, check it out on YouTube. It was seamless. It was beautiful. Uh, no, I thought that was that was great uh, to get some some information. I see Chris is in chat with us to hear his little shout-out uh, about Skylar headhunting. So be careful. 
Skylar's Skylar's tough. Um, now I remember back in the day, I guess seven or eight years ago, based on the the season of this of this show, it was Skylar, myself, Travis, former uh, co-host emeritus here at the show, and uh, Josie, who uh, does some writing for LAFC now, uh, did fantasy articles for for the game, uh, all different different themes, and uh, and now I guess it's just. It's just Skyler. Last win standing. Yes. I mean, I guess I, kind of I'm still here. Uh, we got our own little side project here that we do. <laughs> fantasy people, yeah. Uh, but but official with, with MLS. We got it going on. Okay. Well, uh, let's just jump right into it. I know that we have a lot of stuff we want to cover tonight. Uh, we're going to be having Ben joining us later. Uh, maybe shortly I told him around 10 o'clock that we're going to get to the pick. So we'll try to get through this next little segment right here that worked that did not work okay i got some little automatic notifications i'm testing out and um one of them's not working and it's made me upset but let's get on to the housekeeping section uh we're going to start out with the leagues if you have not been paying attention i sent out the league uh, notifications for the mls boss fantasy network of leagues as well as the registration form you have to sign to be eligible for a prize uh, we do give out gift cards for this so check that out it's at mls fantasy boss it's also over at r slash fantasy mls and you can also find some information over at discord and i'm happy to say it's easier than ever to join the discord community for mls fantasy boss just go to mlsfantasyboss.com slash discord and you can become a part of the amazing and growing fantasy discord community that that older goaler and crossword and others help help uh, cultivate over there uh, but just to go over it really quick, we also have a Patreon League. Uh, that is a special league this year because we have upped the prizes for our Patreon League. So all the other prize leagues that happen for MLS Fantasy Boss, uh, the Fantasy Boss official, the r slash Fantasy MLS, and the Discord Open, all those are the open or classic leagues. Uh, those are all prize leagues for $50, $25, and $15 for first, second, and third. For our Patreons, because you are so awesome, uh, we've upped the prizes, so first place is a $100 gift card through the MLS shop, second place is 50 and third place is 25 So it's all gift cards from MLS Soccer Shop, uh, and um, you have to be a member of our Patreon community to join that. So go there. You can become a member for as little as $1 a month, uh, or you can go up to one of our higher tiers. If you pledge up to $15 a month, uh, then you get our top supporter status. You can be on the show, and you can also join our exclusive MLS Fantasy Insider Invitational League uh, that has some of the champions from past seasons. It has a lot of the, the top Discord players. It has a lot of the guys from ETR. I think this year we may have producer Anders join us for, for the league, as well as Ashley Blaine and myself. We have a lot of just great fantasy minds. It's pretty tough. It can be a very tough league, and it's head-to-head -head because that is my favorite right there. Uh, so... Head over to MLSFantasyBoss.com slash Discord if you'd like to be a member uh, of that. And joining us right now is Ben Bear. Uh, so we'll we'll wrap all this up. Perfect timing. That's right. Perfect timing. And Hello, everyone. Hey, Ben. How are you doing? I'm good. How, uh, how are all you guys? We're doing well. We're just wrapping <laughs> up our, uh, our housekeeping section, talking about uh, some of the suspensions and stuff. Um, and then we'll get in right into our picks. And I think there's a new project I'm going to let you talk about as well, if if you want. 
Sure, I'll, I'll, I'll take the opportunity. <laughs> sure. Uh, before we get there, let's just wrap everything up here, with, uh, and we'll get over with, with Ben's as well. Uh, this is a no-double game weeks at the beginning of the season, which is usual, but we do have a bye team this week, so Real Salt Lake is on a bye. If you are looking to get a switcheroo and uh, you need somebody, go to RSL. They will not be playing, and it's easy, easy, easy. Uh, looking down here to uh, injuries, suspensions, and call-ups. Normally, Mike did this, but Blaine, I know you prepped something, so I'll let you go through this quickly before we get to our picks. Yeah, I've been trying to grab the stuff, and I think some of the guys on Discord are going to help me keep like a running tab going throughout the week so we can kind of see. Um, big news today was Kevin Molino's out six to eight weeks uh, with a leg injury. Um, <clears throat> with just seeing right before the show, Ola Kamara and Jordi Reyna are both questionable for this weekend. That's two of DC's. Um, attackers right there um vancouver's preseason was a little interesting um eric godoy cornelius and adnan none of them started and those were um some pretty big names on the list godoy was probably their best defender last year and adnan's one of the few fantasy viable players that we like for set pieces but anytime a defense is missing two to three potential starters you want to take note and possibly pick against them um portland's in a weird spot right now blanco's listed as questionable, which is probably good for us going into the season. Um, just know that means they're not ruling him out right now. So he is, his return is interesting and could be sooner, but we've got Ibobasi and these Goda. I think one's listed as out and the other one's listed as, no, I think they're both listed as out for right now. So that means Mora is their only forward. And then we've got some TFC news. Uh, Josie's having had an MRI on his leg this week. Endo and Io Akinola were both kind of questionable. They've been dealing with Knox. Um, so don't know what their forward status is. And then apparently as of today, Pazuelo is also a question mark on whether he's going to be available. I would assume he is going to play. But um, again, I saw that pop up as a question mark there. So if you are going in on TFC, they may be missing quite a few players. So that's a good one to look at or a clean sheet against them. Because if they're missing that many attackers, that's uh, going to be really interesting. So uh, those are the ones I've found so far. If you've got any more, hit us up. We're going to try to keep a running log on uh, through Discord. And I'll be bringing that back to you probably every week. All right. Well, thank you so much uh, for that, Blaine. We'll, we'll look forward to seeing that running total. Uh, and now for what everybody has been waiting for, fantasy <coughs> player picks recommendations for round one uh we're gonna start out just we're gonna we'll do promising games after i don't want to give it too much of ben's time uh, but we're gonna start right out with keepers and defenders but first welcome ben bear back to the show how are you doing man i'm doing good obviously it's been a interesting year uh for myself but i'm excited for the season to start on friday uh, i'm excited about some of the stuff i'm doing so and now i'm excited to be able to you know be on the outside of all this as opposed to being on the inside. It's going to be really interesting uh, not you know, having to be in the nitty-gritty uh, updating statuses every day uh, on the fantasy website. So now I have to go through the stress and, and getting all the the flack for the, the pricing at the beginning of the season that, that all the players... Yeah, I, I, I have a lot of qualms with the pricing right now. So, you know, <laughs> who do I talk to about that these days? Um, well, when Skylar was here, I said people could talk to me, but uh, since he's not here, you can talk to Skylar. 
So. Oh, I can, oh, cool. Okay, cool. That's right. Got it. I'll, that's I'll, right. I'll, I'll send him some nasty messages. <laughs> Skylar and James. That's that's what it is. Yeah, uh, well, cool. I also saw today, and I subscribed myself for further updates. You have a new project, and I want to give you the opportunity to plug that. Yeah, so it's uh, it's called Baronteed MLS. You know, after the famous Baronteed. Uh, basically, I'm just going to be uh, giving out some betting picks uh, every week, along with you know just some nice. MLS commentary and uh, analysis. I'll be looking to do, you know, a betting guide ahead of every weekend. Those will eventually be paid. Uh, it'll be five bucks a month, but I'm doing a trial run over the next couple of weeks, and uh, I'm very open to suggestions and thoughts about, you know, what everyone wants to see in those betting guides. Uh, but yeah, so there'll be one or two of those a week, depending, you know, at, at the end of the season. You know, we're looking at very, a very heavy midweek schedule every week, so I'll be doing betting guides for those uh, for those midweek games as well but otherwise yeah just commentary and analysis talking about the league uh from the independent side of things these days go the the freedom of that no it, it looked it looked awesome it sounds <laughs> awesome uh i know that we don't cover betting a lot but i know uh, a few years ago when guy sanchez used to do some articles he would always talk about betting because i think it does transfer over pretty well in uh and how you want to maybe no. think about teams of fantasy and definitely, and you know, Blaine was just running through all the injuries and suspensions. And that's obviously a big part of what you know the betting community is interested in as well. So I'll be I'll be all up on that. Even you know, like I was at MLS, I'm, I'll be interested to see how you know, again from the outside doing this as opposed to you know getting the getting the disciplinary stuff you know straight into my email. The, you know, well, the injury report I did not, but that I did myself. But the disciplinary stuff was always nice to get just straight in my straight in my inbox. Uh, well, let's just kick things off now with uh, Keepers and Defenders. Ashley, uh, we'll let you you start this one. Your first official yeah. pick section as a, as a co-host. All right. Ooh, so special. I feel so fancy now. Um, I am looking at Joe Willis as my bench keeper with an intention to keep him in. Um, if he doesn't really come through, I mean, I always feel awkward picking against you, Reed, when I'm looking at your face. but. Right. Um, I, I'm, I'm expecting a hit, a hit there, but if he doesn't, um, that game's kind of late. And so there's not a lot of options to go through after that. So I'm considering the inner Miami keeper or Steve Clark, if I can afford it at that point, um, for the Sunday games as an option, if Joe Willis doesn't hit, um, but I'm just kind of, I, I kind of have enough. I'm trying to do some price rises. So I've got some cheaper guys. So I, I think I'll be able to make Clark work if I can, um, and then I also like Nashville defense. Um, I like Romney more. I'm not quite willing to spend that seven on Zimmerman just yet. Um, I know Schuler talked about how important that can be in your team at times, but for week one, um, I'm looking more at maybe a Romney or a Lovitz. Um, I also like Pines for DC uh, um, if he starts for the price rise. Um, and then to be a little bit of a homer or a lot of bit of a homer, I'm looking at Brad Smith and Nuhu for Seattle. Um, Brad Smith's at 4.5, and in preseason, he's been starting as a straight-up midfielder. Um, and then Nuhu, I, no one knows what he does. So he, I mean, he can go everywhere. He's just a, a hot, hot mess at five. So um, he gets up and down that wing. So depending on what the lineup looks like, um, I think I'll go Brad Smith. Both of them are going to be on my bench. I don't seriously see a shutout in that game, but I'm interested. Um, and then 
for Seattle 2.0, I like Miami defense against the Galaxy. David David Beckham team versus David Beckham team. Um, I'm looking at Leardham, although I'm not super confident that he's going to start. And as you know, if Breck Shea starts, he's always on my bench. So um, that's kind of a, a price rise I'm looking at at 4.5. Um, and then my bubble players are Bravo at, for Portland at five, um, and then Brisson for Dallas at five two. So, kind of kind of tweaking as I go here, but th- those are my my general picks. Blaine, what about you? Yeah, I'm I'm looking a little different this week. Uh, I've got Westberg on the bench. Uh, Going to be watching that lineup closely because it is kind of a battle between Westberg and Bono right now for the starting role in Toronto. Nice. But um, I know it's a road game, but it's against Montreal. I could just see that one coming in well. And then I'm looking at uh, Vermeer or Cisniega. Again, it's kind of a toss-up. Uh, betting against Austin in that first game. Um, I just I don't know what's going to happen there. I didn't really like my keeper options this week as much. Um, I've got Donovan Pines on the bench in a switcheroo. I think he's just at 4.5 if he starts. you got to have him out there. But on the field right now, I've got uh, Valenzuela for Columbus, uh, Jovan Jones for Miami. If he's going to be playing out of position forward, I think he's pretty close to that must-have. And then I'm going to go ahead and uh, splurge a little bit, and I'm going to go Ryan Hollingshead to start the season. He had a great preseason, and and the chemistry with him in the midfield looks really good right now. I think he's going to get a lot of bonus points on this one, so I'll take it. Ben, who do you like? Uh, for goalkeeper, you know, I'm looking at Stefan Fry. Uh, it's an early game, so that's so that's a plus when you're talking about keeper ruse. And you know, Minnesota, they come in, you know, without Molino this year. Obviously, we don't know if uh, Abila is going to be getting the start. You know, he just came in. I'm sure he's he may he may still even be in quarantine at this point. So I'm not really looking for him as you know to be a starter. So it could be you know Juan Aguidelo up top, and we've seen that movie before uh, so I'm not really high on that uh, so I think that's a good play and you know you can always if, if, if he doesn't get the shutout you can sub someone else in uh, for defense I you know had some similar picks uh, to, to Ashley I had Zimmerman uh, sorry sorry Reed again but but you know we'll see we'll see you know I, I, I don't think Cincinnati had a great preseason as far as I know so but they have they have talent they have talent they do. Uh, They're better than they were last year mm-hmm. on paper. That's saying a lot. That's saying a lot. Reed. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, and then uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of throwing you know th- throwing balls in there at this point because it's the first game of the season. You only know can't really trust any of the CCL teams, in my opinion. Yeah. You, know, you, you could always sub someone in if you know if you see a good lineup out there. But I'm going with Metzenere just for the bonus points, and I think that that game has a potential just being like an early season slugfest you know one of maybe a goal late you know two teams coming in with high hopes and i've seen you know these kind of games just result in very boring games over the years and maybe that'll happen again uh and then i'm going with uh i have aaron long as well hmm. you know just skc on the road i think the rebels are going to come in and they're going to be you know after what happened last season i think whenever they have their backs against the wall and people are doubting them i think the rebels always come out and they and, and they show that Maybe they're not as bad as people think they'll be. And, you know, with SKC, I'm not 100% sold on their entire attacking threats. Obviously, Polito is a great player. But, you know, coming in, it's a little early. We'll have to see if how, how well he does this season. So I'm not too high on SKC, so I just want to give uh, the Red Bulls a shot here. Yeah. 
Uh, as for myself, I think you all covered uh, a lot of the big ones. I look at... Uh, so I was thinking also keep Peru for, for here, and I was looking at that first... That those Friday games, and I wish that Seattle and Minnesota were playing first, because I would I would have loved to to see that lineup. Um, tentatively, I have I have Marek for Houston in as just just a flyer, or he's on the bench as just a flyer and see what happens. San Jose struggled, though. Now we've got a lot of the Almeida crew, the Al- Almeida picks mm-hmm. now, so maybe they'll do better. They are usually kind of tough at the beginning of the year until people figure out again how to how to handle their full court press. But um, I, I have Mark on the bench just to kind of see what happens. He's 5.5. 5. That's that's okay for, for a keeper. Otherwise, I really like Willis. I have no no <laughs> bad feelings towards you good people for betting against FC Cincinnati because I totally understand. Uh, I get it. But no, I also have I have Mark in there. I, I mean, I love the options of maybe going with Room as well. Uh, it's just so late in, in there. He'd have yeah. to be... You'd have to go somebody else. I mean, they'd be another. He'd be a great uh, switcheroo ideal. But I'm looking at Willis a lot because I liked. I like a lot of Nashville uh, as well. Carrying forward, I also have Romney. Um, I like Zimmerman, uh, but I, I know when you have these strong defender of the year type people, that it makes their partners better. And so for me, I'm just kind of clean sheet hunting with this. And 5.5 for Romney is. I think I'm getting some of that value from from the rest of the guys around him. Uh, but this is where, for those of you listening as far as tactics go, this is where I have two scrub players. I have two 4.0 players right here, both of them from Real Salt Lake. Because uh, I'm looking to have maybe one person come in off my, my bench. Uh, I mean, uh, see who Philly's rolling out there, though. They're playing against Columbus, so that's probably not going to work out. Uh, just, just see someone cheap. Maybe go with an Orlando player. Um, maybe I don't think I would use an LAFC player here because I like their offense more. Uh, maybe go with with Pines that you guys are talking about. I hadn't thought about him before before the show, but uh, just someone to come off off the bench, but, and and just see what happens. But mostly, I want these defensive options here to be able to activate an offensive player to come in to maybe get five forwards or, or five, five midfielders or, or two forwards. So that's that's mostly what I'm looking with my scrubs here. All right, let's move on to midfielders. Blaine, start us off. Yeah, this week's tough because I, I mentioned the pause injury. Pozuelo is one of those guys I really want this week against Montreal. Uh, just Especially if the attacking guys are out, he's going to get a lot of bonus points and be on the ball a lot. Um, but again, if he's scrubbed out, that's going to be that's going to make it tough. Uh, there's so many options this week. Uh I like Gotti Kinda for the price. Uh, that's more of a value pick. He's going to be the 10 for this team. And at 7.5, given his uh, 5.8 average last year, I'm looking for a price rise right there. And I picked a lot of my midfielders based on looking for a price rise this week as well. Uh, Yimmy Chara uh, with Blanco out, with Valeri being hit or miss at times. And depending on how much they play him and how much he gets pulled for rest, I really like Yimmy Chara. He had a great average last year. His price comes in right. And this is Vancouver that's possibly missing two or three defenders. Um, yeah, give me give me Chara. I think Portland's a team you can look to double or triple up on this week pretty easy uh, and go with that. And then I'm betting against Reed, but I didn't put him in my defense. I've got Mukhtar as one of my starters. And then I've got Leal on the bench as well. I think that partnership was fantastic last year. And I think both of them are primed to hit. And I think Nashville is going to try to come out this season and make a statement early. And so I'm actually going to run with both of them, I think. 
we're talking a 5.5 and a 4.7 average from last year. And they were only getting stronger towards the end of the season. Um, I could see the, that duo being in a lot of lineups at a lot of times. And I know I was getting higher on Cincinnati's defense last year. I do think they are a lot stronger of a defense that you don't want to bet against all the time. I really, really like the way Nashville is playing. So I'm going to double up there. And that's the way I've got my midfield set up for now. Now, this is all subject to change because there's so much more information going to come out before the weekend. But that's what I feel right now. All right. Ben, what are you thinking about midfield? Uh, I have Pozuelo in here as well. So, again, I'll be I'll be watching <laughs> uh, the injury reports here. You know, again, I, I, I think I'm, I put a lot of money in my forwards. Uh, so, you know, and I was going back to what we did last year, and I was like, why can't we get that 120 million again? Uh, <laughs> so you know, I'm I'm a little tight on budget here, but I think the other name that I'll just I'll just throw in here is um, Mauricio Pereira. Uh, he's home against Atlanta. That's obviously a huge game. Atlanta coming off the CCL. We don't know what their lineup's going to look like. He averaged 5.4 last year. Uh, he's he's a string puller. He's a playmaker. I think there's a lot of potential uh, with him, even without Daryl DK up top for Orlando. Ashley. Um, I like a, a couple of these players. I mean, I, I want to have pause. That situation is kind of interesting. I'm, I'm going to watch for that lineup on Wednesday. Nothing said he's hurt, and they said other people are hurt, so they might have just been resting him for that first CCL game because it was travel for some reason. Um, so I'm paying attention to slot him in if I see that he's starting. Um, or, and like I said, I'm going to pay attention to their game on Wednesday. Um, I'm also paying attention to Ladero. I mean, from everything that I've heard and talked to people here, he's not going to start. Um, but the Sounders also got super pissed when people released how long he was supposed to be out, which to me either means it's going to be a lot longer or it's not going to be that long. Um, so I'm going to pay that lineups early. Um, but like I said, I don't anticipate him starting, but it's something I'm paying attention to. Um, I'm also paying attention to Columbus, depending on what their CCL you know game looks like at home this week too. Um, I obviously love Zella and Pedro Santos. Just anytime, I, I think Philly's a good team, but I still like those guys at nine um, for a home opener. Uh, and then I'm also paying attention to Miami with Pizarro. For me, you know, Miami's was the epitome of inconsistent last year, so I don't really want to spend 9.5 on Morgan this week. Um, but, you know, I think that that's a good price for him going into the season. But Pizarro started off so well last year. I, I think I'm kind of hoping for a little of that magic. Um, and then I'm paying attention to Williamson for Portland as a bench player for Price Rice. He's at 5.0. Um, and he started predominantly for them last year. Um, he definitely gets a little more offensive when Blanco's not in as well, which I don't expect him to be. Um, and on a similar token, I'm also looking at bench players like Mule and McCarty for Nashville at 5.0. Um, I'm not positive if Mule's going to start. He did off and on in preseason, but Dax will. Um, so those are some good bench price-wise players that I'm, I'm paying attention to. And then some bubble players for me are Reynoso for Minnesota because I've watched him tear us apart on our own field. So um, no reason why he couldn't do it again. I know they're missing some important people, but he is magic. Um, and then I'm also looking at Mark Anthony K for LAFC. Um, I actually don't like LAFC defensively. I don't know what it is about expansion teams, but they just tend to score on their first game, even if it's not a home opener historically. So um, I like LAFC's defense, but not enough to pick them this week. And then I'm also paying attention to Medina for NYCFC at 
7.5. He's playing as a striker because besides Tati, every other striker they have is hurt or in another country. So um, <laughs> I'm I'm paying attention to that lineup as well and might swap him in um, in that midfield with and hope for a price rise there too. Actually, are you are you expecting to see an, another Leo Bertone, uh, Bertone type goal? Uh, when we saw. <laughs> For Cincinnati against Seattle. Uh, I mean, I hope not, but I, <laughs> I've seen. I was there when he hit that free kick in what what playoff was that? Two years ago, it was just. Uh, I mean, it was beautiful. You couldn't even be mad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. I enjoyed that game. I have a tops card uh, of him taking that that shot, which I brought with me to every Cincinnati game I went to that year on the off chance that I was able to. Like, I had a Sharpie and, and a card in my in my little pouch just in case. I was like, ah, sign, but it didn't happen. Yeah. It was a shell shocker for sure as a Sounder fan at a home opener, but, hey, it was pretty. Well, hey, then I got to see Portland get beat uh, at uh, kicking it off yeah, at a different of stadium, so all good. I mean, I love that, that was the height of FC Cincinnati history. It was. Yeah. That's right. That is that is the, the best thing I got to experience, the high point uh, right there. So there it was. There it was. Uh, no, for myself, I mean, you guys covered a lot. Uh, I like Leal over, over Mukhtar just because of some of the production from last year, but I totally get what Skyler was saying at the beginning of the season uh, with the potential there. But Leal at 6.5 I thought was a very good value if you needed to stretch that. Uh, I saw, Sam, you mentioned Reynoso. Uh, I agree with Ashley. He's, he's definitely an option. I just tend to shy away from some of the away teams. Um, 2020 out the window, home field in Major League Soccer tends to have much more of a real effect than any of the other leagues. Uh, Seattle so, have 7,000 fans. Yeah, and there you go. And so, um, 7,000. That's again why I wish that game was first so I could see what Minnesota's lineup yeah. would be. But that's sort of why I shy away from him for round one. But I get, I understand if that's someone you want to go with. Um, Zillarion was a name I went through as well. Uh, also, talked. To, I saw. Andrew Crawler, another good fantasy mind in chat with us who mentioned Pedro Santos. He might have both. That's crazy. I think they will both play together. Um, but They're both nine. That's a lot to take out of the bank. They are. Them. And Zella tends to be on some of those set plays, so that, that helps me. Uh, I am actually going with Morgan right now. I know Ashley mentioned him as well. I, I remember Miami dropped some points on L.A. at the beginning last year, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm just not confident in, in L.A. right now, mm-hmm. even though they have – I guess one of the best dressed coaches in in Major League Soccer sure. over there with him now. So, uh, though yeah. I wonder if Greg Vanny's scarf game is going to be as good in Los Angeles. No. Uh, I don't think you know, so. That's, it, it, you lose you lose so much without that yeah. to the look. But I have Morgan right now. He did some great stuff last year, and and I'm I think nine point five is is fair for him. For those of you who are new, you don't know this, but for those of you who are longtime listeners. I know Ben said he was going to go heavy on forwards. I love going heavy on midfielders. If I can get five mids, that's that's a, a good round for me, five quality mids, because I, I think you have so many options with that. Uh, and that's why on my bench I have Paxton Pomacall. I hear he's going to be back to old Paxton. And for $7 million at home against Colorado, I'm willing to take that as a switcheroo and just see what happens with with Paxton, I've got somebody in the bank that made sense, mostly because Reed, was, I'm 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 not okay. sure what his playing time is going to look like. I know against Austin in the preseason game, he didn't he didn't see the field at all. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm a little bit worried about what his his status is. I know they've been saying he's he's looking pretty good, but I know there's some other people saying maybe 
maybe he's not you know ready to to get big minutes at this if point. If it's not Reed, check out Ricarte. Ricarte, he's okay. seven point five for them, and he had a great preseason. I was hoping that was just them saving him for <laughs> for <No>. the season. <laughs> that's no. that's what it was. But no, I, I mean, all of this stuff is going to be checking on on the rosters when yep. they come out. But if he's there, I, I'm willing to take a flyer on him. But no, you guys, that's good. I need to. I just want to give you a backup. No, that's okay. You bring me back down to earth. Um, but I do have some money in my bank because originally I was looking at um, uh, Mueller, I think. But uh, I think it maybe, like you were saying, Pereira was is both the likely that started there. Mueller did some great things last year. But uh, if I can get a 5.5 starting out in midfield, that is, is another good option I want to try. Maybe he'll be my bench and I'll, and I'll load somebody else in here. Uh, but but we'll see based on the live. So this is of course just our first draft. So we'll have ten yeah. more before Friday. Yeah, I'm gonna have at least ten more before before uh, <laughs> yeah. this all ends. I, my husband was like, "Are you really gonna tell the world that listens to this podcast your starting lineup?" And I was like, "You know, I'm gonna change it nine times before when lineups come out." I don't. Exactly. I mean, that, that's starting. true. But for those of you especially listening, the first week, you're you're, yeah. you're all you know. You just want to make changes. You see the first lineup. You want to get you know right, somebody from Houston or San Jose in there. Yep. Just, you know, change it all around. Yeah, this is what I want to do, but I'm not signing my name to it. <laughs> exactly. It's all scrapped. But just for those of you listening, to be be clear, my answer to that question is yes. I'm absolutely going to try to let you know who I'm going to go with because that's my commitment to you. I'm not holding back to have this special secret little pick. I'm going to try to give you guys the advice. And if I can pull yep. it out of these people, I will try to make them to give I'm it to you as well. I'm giving it to you, Reed. I'm just saying. Things it's going to change. That's right. Well, we're going to try to bring the chalkboard back to yep. help give it updates oh, as fun. quick as we can uh but i'll be honest with you also i mean i'm looking at I, I like i like los angeles i mean i think atuesta is um he tends to be who i would go with over k they both usually he's split cheap, some points to what he's cheap at seven five he is and, and atuesta usually takes some of the set pieces and so a lot of that sure. factors into there but i've got like 5.5 in my bank right now so so you we'll, don't care about cheap. we'll see i know i got money <laughs> who needs 120 million all right yep. all right not read <laughs> All right, let's go on to forwards. Ben, what about you? All right, so I'm going heavy. And heavy people may not like this. The f for the first one, I think it's obvious, it's Vela. Yeah. Uh, we've seen what Austin has done in preseason. I'm not going to get too far into it because of a, you know some, some work I'm doing with them. But they've given <laughs> up six goals against MLS opposition uh, in preseason. Uh, we've seen them, you know, what I've seen is, they try and play out of the back all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, that doesn't always work, and it does not always going to work against an LAFC team that we know is very good in the high press. So I think this has, you know, a lot of potential to be a high-scoring game. Honestly, on both sides, uh, you know, mm -hmm. Austin has scored a lot of goals in preseason as well. But I mm -hmm. think Vela coming back, you know, he's going to want to put his stamp back on the league uh, this season. Mm -hmm. And then, and then I go to the fun part: Miami versus LA. Yeah. I'm taking both forwards. They're coming no. back. They're oh, coming back. Just a Let's go. They're okay. coming back. I see Iguain, Chicharito, at least 10 goals this season each. And they're going to start it off with a bang after hearing all the stuff they heard over the offseason. So let's do it. You know, might as well take a swing. Here we go. Now, that, that is a hot take if I have yeah. ever heard one, and I love it. I yeah, love I love it. it on the shoulder. So why not? Chicharito's only eight million. If you told me last year that Chicharito would only be eight million dollars, 
Well, it's because he's who, eight who million taken up last year. <laughs> right, but you know, you read all the news stories. It's all. Yeah. He's, you know, he's back. Yeah, he's mad. He's, he's ready mad to about perform. It. Yes. He's pissed. He found out he did very poorly. He found out what we were talking about him, and now he's mad and wants to prove us yep. wrong. Ben, <laughs> yeah. I wish. Yeah, Ben with the Chicharito pick. How do you feel about the way LA's retooled their attack with uh, Victor Vasquez and Grindseer? Grandseer? Grand, yeah, Grandseer. I, I, I've seen some highlights from Grandseer. Obviously, he has some good pedigree. You know, uh, Cabral's, you know, I may have butchered that one. But uh, he's probably not going to be, you know, I, I don't think he's going to be in the lineup. Vasquez, maybe not. But I think what we've seen from Legit, honestly, uh, you know, with the national team, I think he's ready to, you know, play like he did. You know, those those few weeks, I think he even wrote an article, you know, when he was tearing it up as as the 10. So maybe we'll see that in this game. You know, they, they have some nice young players who have actually seen in the past, and, you know, I think they're ready to hit the prime time. But I think their defense is going to be very sus- uh, suspect, which is why I have the other forward in this game. But I think, you know, Chicharito, he has grants here, he has – legit and he has i think he has a renewed sense of you know i think his, yeah. his back is against the wall you know he's he's really you know this could be the end of his career if he has another season like he did last year and i think mm-hmm. he's he's a player with a lot of pride and you know i know this is like not very mls fantasy but like to me he's a player who he's going to come out with his hair on fire and you know mm-hmm. and against the miami team that i think has a high potential to give up a lot of goals i don't see any reason not to pick him this week yeah, if you bet on bo- all the horses, you can't lose. So I think <laughs> <laughs> one of these guys is going to score, aren't they? Yep, they mm-hmm. have to. definitely. <laughs> so Ben has the tough captain choice this this week. That's right. going to be no no envy. No, there. Cat, uh, uh, can, I, can I say it? Or are we doing that? Later? We'll get there, Ben. We'll get there. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Well, Ashley, who do you like it forward? I mean, obviously, I also have Bella. I've seen a lot of talk about people picking up Bella and Rossi, and I, I just don't like splitting points like that. Um, I think Rossi filled in so well last year, and they do tend to take points off each other, but I'm not going to not have Bella this week. Um, I am also picking up Felipe Mora, which, as you guys know, it's always hard for me with the Portland players, but um, I, I like him as their striker going up to Vancouver or wherever Vancouver is. Um, and then I'm paying attention to the Seattle lineup because Rui Diaz is just like saunters home from Peru, watches preseason games in the stands, posts like a thousand Instagram stories playing pool with his kids at home, and then came in street clothes to the last preseason game against the Loyal, came in at halftime and had 10 shots on goal. So if he's playing, even without Nico, if he's playing and starting, I'll take him um, because Rui at home is just fire no matter what in the world is going on with him but i don't think he's going to start um and in which case i'm taking freddie montero at 6.5 um when seattle signed him they told him he was going to be third in the depth string and it's just kind of like ben was saying it's just really lit a fire under him so watching him in preseason and, and paying attention to what he's been doing he's so cheap to not have if Rui's starting um and it really doesn't look like i know this is going to really disappoint you reed but it really doesn't look like Bill Bruin is going to be the second forward in this new, I know. I mean, he will sometimes. He'll probably, if Rui's not starting, he'll start. Um, but it looks like when Rui is healthy that that second striker is going to be Freddie Montero. Um, but, I mean, I'm always here for a dancing bear. So, uh, and he's even cheaper than Montero, I think. But I'm, I'm keeping an eye on that one for Montero. And then I have a couple bubble options that I like with Quintero finally being a forward again. For Houston against San Jose at home, he's 
Um, I'm interested in Pato, but we talked about this a couple weeks ago. I'm not super on his hype train like a lot of people are, um, but I just kind I do kind of like Orlando at home against Atlanta. Um, I also like Buxa uh, for New England at Chicago is just kind of a, a bubble player, and then also Wando, you know, former Houston player, San Jose player at six point five as another budget. He's it really looks like he's gonna start. A lot this season, which I don't think we could have predicted last season. So um, I'm I'm looking at him as a, a like I said, kind of a bubble player. Right now I'm starting Vela, Montero, and Felipe Mora, but um, I'm paying attention to some of those other lineups. Blaine. Yeah, um, <clears throat> Carlos Vela, obviously. I mean, I think everybody's going to say that this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Reed, I hate to do it, but I'm tripling up. I'm actually going Cadiz in this one. I mean, Jesus, Blaine. Yeah, I just uh, it was, it was one of those like. Cadiz. Yeah, I'm going. I'm that <laughs> high on Nashville. I Are you and Reed fighting secretly and we don't know it? Like. Uh, yeah, I just. I don't know what it is. I'm just that high on Nashville this year, and I like Cadiz. Um, and then I'll give you guys a little bit of insider uh, scoop. I've stashed Wilson Harris on my bench. Um, Four point five forward for Kansas City. I just my gut tells me Polito is not starting this game. Um, I guess he's like the most expensive, most disappointing starting forward I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah I remade them. Um, been there very long. They yeah, finally when, got one. <laughs> when he's when he plays, he's money. But with injuries and national team duty, he hasn't played. He picked up a knock in national team, so he basically missed the entire preseason. Mm-hmm. And given that we're starting on the road versus a non-conference opponent. I could just see holding him back to make sure he's ready. A 30-minute cameo at the end. I just, I really don't see Polito getting the start here. So I'm throwing it out there that Wilson Harris is his backup, and he scored a hat trick in 30 or 35 minutes in one of the preseason games. Uh, just everything Eric Hurtado was, he looks to be able to replace it right away. And at 4.5, stashing somebody like that on your bench is totally worth it. And the way he works with the rest of the team around him, it just he fits in naturally. Um, more of a poacher style that Kansas City hasn't had in a long time. So at 4.5, just throw him in there. Um, I would say every if he starts, like watch that lineup. If he starts, he should be on your bench at least because he lit it up in preseason. Okay, hot take. Yeah, no, definitely on the road to New York Red Bulls, uh, switcheroo. I, I don't know about that. A uh, bit of a homer take as well, not just inside. Y'all, I'm still shook about Ben's forward picks right here. So that's I love it. That's where that's where my mind is. Uh, I I also have that's and that's the most Kentucky thing I'm going to say tonight. Uh, that is, um, yeah. So I also have Vela, of course. Uh, he was not the first player in my team, but he was one of the first players in my team. Uh, I. Austin's going to be on the road for a long time. Road stretches aren't great. And uh, the expansion teams tend to struggle some, even though I like the way Austin has built their team much more than I like the way Cincinnati built their team in their year one. Um, I mean, Vela is Vela, and um, I look forward to that. I agree with you, Ashley. I don't think doubling up on Vela Rossi is necessarily the best 
bet. I mean, it, it's a lot of what happened even last year when with MLS is back. I mean, you saw Rossi would get some, and the VWP would get some, and there's a lot of sharing. When Vela's here, Vela's the target. Rossi can get some some opportunities, and he will get opportunities, but Vela's the guy, and so uh, I, I don't think doubling up there is fine. And I get what you're saying, Blaine, but I think for Nashville that you can get your offensive opportunities out of their midfield and that they have much better and attractive defensive options than a lot of the other teams this week because of, of Cincinnati. And I will say there is a slight bit of a question mark with Cincinnati, with Brenner uh, there, but um, they've been super tight-lipped about their rosters and some of these game reports, and that's been driving me nuts in preseason. But we have only won once, and we've lost three times. One game was rained out. Uh, two of those losses were to USL teams. So, um, again, I wish I could have seen the, the roster. But So I think that the defense against Cincinnati is, is stronger picks. But I digress. Talking about forwards right here. I only have one. Uh, one spot is uh, a bench player from RSL. And then another one, I, I do have more on my bench. So uh, I was sort of taking... I'm not set with that one because there's CCL that we're contending with, but then it's Vancouver who's playing at RSL, if I recall correctly. So they're not really being right. playing at home. Um, but it's the last game, and I always hate picking players from last games too. But um, I don't know. Ben's, Ben's got me thinking maybe I will go with at least a Higuain. I don't know about Chicharito because LA was garbage <laughs> last year. Uh, and I almost want to see his fire, but... I, might go, I don't know if Chicharito's ever had two bad seasons, though. No, yeah. he's usually he, he yeah. does usually go one and one. So. That's, okay, well, no, you know that's a good point. That is that is an excellent point. I don't know enough about Higuain to back that one up, but I will say that. Well, last, Higuain's yeah. always always been good. Definitely. I know. <laughs> I, know how, I don't know how to handle it when he was bad, but um, my dad was a Manchester United fan, so I've paid attention to Chicharito for a long time. And I don't remember him sucking two years in a row. So, mm-hmm. there you Dad, go. Your dad's a Manchester United fan. First question: Did he start following soccer in the 1990s? No, he was born. <laughs> up okay, in then, <laughs> then the sec, then the second part of my sentence was: Then that's legitimate because yeah. that that's been that's been my experience growing up. Is no. do you like soccer? Yes. Who's your favorite team? Manchester United. Right. Okay. So you just no. watch ESPN and saw been... the two highlights. Got it. He would have been 91, and he was born in the Manchester area. So no, that's fine. Like, that's legit. Like, I know a guy who was from Manchester City and like Manchester City before they are the Manchester City we know now. Yeah. So, like, again, legit. But I mean, I like Manchester United, too, but I don't like to say it like that because then I look like that exact person you're talking about. Exactly. <laughs> I say my dad did. That's right. Come on, you Spurs. Uh, all right, let's do captain since Ben wanted to jump into that one. Ben, who's your captain? Uh, it's, it's obvious. It's, it's Vela. <laughs> I, I don't really. I'm pretty sure all four, all four of us are gonna pick Vela. I'd be shocked. No. Yes, that's the question. Is anybody not capping Vela? But Ben, I want to know what it mm-hmm. takes for you to pick one of your other strikers. As you, I mean, I think if you're gonna go, you go right. <laughs> I mean, I'm not that faulty. <laughs> I, I, I think it's just too. I think it's yeah. I mean, yeah. if I, I could do it, but it's just too obvious. Yeah. You know, with everything with Austin and. Mm-hmm. You know, Vela being the best player in the league. Uh, yeah. Just an obvious move. Yep. He's hungry. He's my captain. Yes. Vela is the best player in the league. And then, in my personal opinion, the two most disrespected players in the league are Bruin and McMath. 
I am always so sad that they don't get more. I love, I love, yes, I love Zach, Zach McMath. McMath. Yes, okay. yes, I love Zach McMath. Okay, uh, okay, MLSsoccer.com circa 2013. That's probably why I like Zach McMath, because I... Uh, Matt, Matt Pollard, a friend of the show, was um, doing a contest to name his team. And at the last minute, I tried to throw it out there that somebody needed to do something McMath-related since he's with RSL now and uh, Matt's yeah. a Colorado guy, just to really rub it in his face. No, huge McMath fan. I think he's gotten a raw deal everywhere he's gone. He has an own goal off his face, you guys. Oh, I know, I know. Like, he's not, this, it's not it's gonna a, be the US Men's national team, but I always be... feel like, I always feel like, surely he could be a starting keeper for somebody. I don't know. He's, don't... he's like the 23rd best keeper in the league at any given moment. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so sometimes that means he's a starter, even... sometimes it doesn't. But the I can't even make fun of you for it, though, because I like that you like him, you know? Because, like, like I've never heard that out of anybody else's mouth. Will Bruin, sure. But... <laughs> like I said, I'm not picking in the start of my fantasy team. I'm just like, you know what? No. I, I'm like, I like Zach McMath. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Sorry. I think a lot of people jumped on the Zach McMath bandwagon when, the, when Colorado signed Tim Howard because they never should have turned that team over to Tim Howard. That was McMath's team, and he had him playing really well. Sure. I'm just going back to, again, the Philly face own goal, and I just never got over it as a college goalkeeper, and I yeah. won't let it go forever. All now, right, well, let's Reed, do some quick – go ahead. Reed, before we get to plugs, I wanted to get some Bear and Tees going with Ben here. Okay. So, Ben, other than Vela, uh, most mm-hmm. famous points this season? That's really tough because you have to take into account all the different international players. So I'm trying to think. I mean, Pozuelo has to be up there, right? He's yeah. no, he has no international – yeah. Um, he's on one of the best teams in the league. It's not hard to think. I mean, I think like you could go to with Rossi, but you then you're, you know, you're worrying about him being transferred as well. I said, I mean, advantage is as well. Okay. I would think I would think Zillarion would be a, a pretty tough contender. Yeah, I was Yeah, yeah, like- but he has he has CCL. Well, they both have CCL. No, I don't know. For some reason, I just like uh, Puzzle about it. No, no, it makes sense. Yeah, I like Reynoso this year a lot. Oh, okay. True. That that's another good show. Um, so just go regular MLS. Who's your MVP candidate this year? Uh, Zellerion is probably a good one. Okay. Uh, defender of I the year? Defender of the year. Because, I mean, Alfaro is out for the foreseeable future, so. It's yeah, we don't know. We, we don't really know what's going on, what's going on with Alfaro. Under the, I mean, I, I think Miles Robinson's going to have some 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 good juju going this year. If Atlanta's going to be good, I think people tend to like to pick the American when it comes to defenders. So mm-hmm. Alan Franco yeah. might actually be the better player, but if he's playing well next to him, you know, I think you know he could go to the Gold Cup and he could play well there. And then there's people love storylines, so I think there's a good. I'm I'm, I'm going to go with that as kind of like a good dark horse, more kind of pick than like a favorite. Okay. And then again, I gotta go. Other than Vela, who's got your golden boot leader? Huh. I was thinking about this today, actually. I mean, again, it it, go, it goes back to all these international players because you have Rui Diaz, you have, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, um, Joseph is going to be playing with Venezuela, I think, probably. Polito's going to play with Mexico. Yep. So do we go back to my two favorite players? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. how could you say no to Iguain? I don't know. I know. I I, I, I kind of see with the internationals. I see Vela kind of running away with that to a degree. Yeah, sorry, but so, so that's why I say other Vela, than Vela because right? I want to know who okay. we want fantasy wise. 
I mean, I, I think if you go through all of it, I think Rossi has a good shot if he's not transferred. But again, he could be playing internationally. <laughs> so it's literally all the top players. Barrage is, is the other guy I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Love that shout out with Barrage. Mm-hmm. There we go. Well, and then favorite storyline for the year. Okay. Like what's going to be the most heartwarming story from MLS this year? And I want it in a guarantee. Cincinnati MLS Cup run. <laughs> 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 I I am just gonna be happy if we don't finish last. So there we go. I don't I think mean, that's gonna happen. I, I mean, no. I th- I mean, honestly, I would be I would be ecstatic for FC Cincinnati if if we made eighth. Uh, I think there's definitely some stout competition in Eastern Conference. Some teams do have some struggles, and and if and if things, I mean, if we're able to kind of fix this defense, then then if we could make eight. That would be like I'd be like, woo! That would be the best. You know, that's ever. still out of the playoffs, right? Yes. If we could okay, make so eight, if we could make eight, I'd be happy. He's not going for glory, Ben. He's going okay. for above. Okay. Don't even want seven. Okay. Cool. Like if we just miss out on the playoffs, I'm happy. Like if that's cool, like we cool. almost we almost made it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if we if if we made the playoffs, uh, that would just I'd be just shocked. I would I would be shocked. Um, <laughs> Low expectations are easier to exceed. <laughs> That's right. I mean, it's. I, I still feel like we are recovering from the botched build in 2019, and it, I always said it would. Yes. I figured it would take three yeah. years to even dig out of that hole, which puts you back at like a regular expansion team after three years. Yes. So that has to be that has to be the worst expansion build that we've seen in recent history. Yeah. Just all the money wasted. All the money wasted that you get pretty incredible yeah yeah and yeah. so i mean this is like this is one it, this is just so i think sports culture in cincinnati in general people are used to with, with just disappointment but um mm-hmm. it's it's really like a three-year process to get to where you should have been in 2019 to then maybe have a three-year process to make the playoffs or do something so this is like a six-year investment after that and so it's <laughs> so yes if we don't make the playoffs just barely i'm happy yeah <laughs> Got it. I'm just a cool. realist. I'm just a realist. Yes. <laughs> I wish I had that expectation. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's tough. It's tough. Um, all right, well, no switcheroo options for this week just because, again, round one is so hard to find out which low guys are coming in, who's who's going to be off the bench. So you really kind of need a round one under your belt because it would just, I mean, honestly, if we gave switcheroo options right now, besides RSL as your, your bench players, uh, it would just be a guess uh, because, yeah. again, the preseason, at least in my experience this year, has been difficult to get some of the lineups, and uh, it's it's been just difficult. And so it would just be a guess. So I don't want to throw it out there. Uh, so big thank you, Ben, for, for joining us on the show. If you're ever free again sometime and you want to come on and just talk fantasy and maybe have uh, – uh, I, I don't know. I, we're less professional when we're not run by producer Anders, but uh, I think we have some fun. Don't worry, Anders is not is not you know the guy you want producing your shows anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we're happy to have you back anytime. Any final plugs for you to wrap anything up? No, just yeah, guaranteed MLS. You know, you, you can find the link on my uh, Twitter account or guaranteedmls.substack.com. Uh, you know, again, I'm doing some work with Austin, so you can if you're an Austin fan, you can go and. Look at all my uh, write-ups on their uh, website. And I actually have some other stuff coming out this week. I can't say just yet, but, uh, you know, it's an exciting opportunity. So just check my Twitter feed. Awesome. McConaughey is a long-time listener. 
McConaughey, you know, yeah, he 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 loves he loves MLS fantasy. Everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ashley. All right. Thank. Oh yeah. Thank you, Ben. Sorry. Thank you. Yeah, ben. Thank you. Thank you. See ya. The magic. Ashley, plugs. Switch uh, the pitch. Give it a follow. Check out our website. Dwayne. Yeah, um, uh, the Discord community. If you're not there, get over there. They've been so helpful these last few days. Um, we are... One group that I'm with in there is working on a set-piece takers thing, which will be coming... I will be bringing some of that information over here to the podcast. Like I said, we're going to start trying to do an injury compilation list. I think it's going to be in conjunction with the set-piece takers. And so we're going to try to keep track of all of that for everybody and bring that over here as well. It's just a good community that wants to work and do things together. I know my draft league was drafting tonight, and the draft spreadsheet for that got posted in the main chat. So everybody was dissecting that draft and laughing at picks and making fun of people and seeing who went who went through. So, I mean, it, just, it really is a fun community. It's a great way to learn about the game. I... If you're not there, you've missed some good stuff this week. We were talking about the big threes for every team, just which three players are going to be the fantasy monsters. We've got numerous top ten qualif- or top ten finishers in that chat at any given time. So get over there and check it out. There's just a ton of good people in there to talk to with a lot, lot more fantasy knowledge than even what we have on the podcast here. Yeah, that covers one of mine. Uh, head over to MLSFantasyBoss.com. We still have team previews that are coming out. Uh, we have the schedule that I that I dropped today. Thank you again to Chris for, for helping get that put together after I was trying to... I, me- I messed up with... It's explained. I messed up and Chris helped. Uh, so the schedule is out if you want a different view for fantasy over at MLSFantasyBoss.com. Uh, we're going to be having some more of our regular articles come out there as well. Uh, head over to r slash fantasy MLS, the Reddit subreddit community that we have. Uh, we have um, a rate my team thread. You have rant threads. We have some of the question threads for MLSFI posted there. Discord, head over to MLSFantasyBosch.com slash Discord, the new easy way to join the Discord community uh, to become a part of that. Older Goaler is our Discord community manager, the title I just gave to him, and uh, he he runs a great ship with a great community. Lots of little, little sub-community um, options there to talk about other stuff other than soccer. Uh, and uh, that's it. That's all I got for, for my plugs. Just all those projects there. Uh, keep up with, with Skylar's articles. Keep up with Ben's stuff. Uh, it's great to see these people who have supported our community for a long time uh, still being involved and to help them be successful. So thank you very much, everybody, for joining us tonight. And good luck. <laughs>